O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpachah. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. In Revelation 1.8, Yeshua says of himself, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1-1 in Hebrew, there is an Aleph Tav right smack dab in the middle of that verse? Truly, Yeshua, the Aleph Tav, is there in the beginning and the end. So, if you were reading your Bible in Hebrew, whenever you come across Aleph Tav, this is a direct reference to Yeshua. The acronym for Daily Audio Torah is D-A-T. In Hebrew, this is Dalit Aleph Tav. When you unpack that in the ancient Hebrew picture language, what it means is this, doorway to the Aleph Tav. The daily audio Torah is your doorway to the Aleph Tav, your doorway to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting daily audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Re, and it means see. Deuteronomy 11.26-12.10 See, this day I set before you the blessing and the curse. Blessing if you obey the commandments of Hashem your God that I enjoin upon you this day. And curse, if you do not obey the commandments of Hashem your God, but turn away from the path that I enjoin upon you this day, and follow other gods whom you have not experienced. When Hashem your God brings you into the land that you are about to enter and possess, you shall pronounce blessing at Mount Gerizim, and the curse at Mount Evil. Both are on the other side of the Jordan, beyond the west road that is in the land of the Canaanites who dwell in the Arabah, near Gilgal, by the Terebinths of Moray. For you are about to cross the Jordan to enter and possess the land that Hashem your God is assigning to you. When you have occupied it and are settled in it, take care to observe all the laws and rules that I have set before you. 
this day. These are the laws and rules that you must carefully observe in the land that Hashem, God of your fathers, is giving you to possess, as long as you live on earth. You must destroy all the sites at which the nations you are to dispossess worshipped their gods, whether on lofty mountains and on hills or under any luxuriant tree. Tear down their altars, smash their pillars, put their sacred posts to the fire, and cut down the images of their gods, obliterating their name from that site. Do not worship Hashem your God in like manner, but only to the site that Hashem your God will choose amidst all your tribes as His habitation to establish His name there. There you are to go. And there you are to bring your burnt offerings and other sacrifices, tithes, contributions, your votive and freewill offerings, and the firstlings of your herds and flocks. Together with your households you shall feast there before Hashem your God, happy in all the undertakings in which Hashem your God has blessed you. You shall not act at all as we now act here, every man as he pleases, because you have not yet come to the allotted haven that Hashem your God is giving you. When you cross the Jordan and settle in the land that Hashem your God is allotting to you, and He grants you safety from all your enemies around you, and you live in security, then you must bring everything that I command you to the site where Hashem your God will choose to establish His name. Second Chronicles 30, 1-31-21 Hezekiah sent word to all Israel and Yehuda. He also wrote letters to Ephraim and Manasseh to come to the house of Hashem in Jerusalem to keep the Passover for God of Israel. The king and his officers and the congregation in Jerusalem had agreed to keep the Passover in the second month, for at the time they were unable to keep it, for not enough Kohanim had sanctified themselves, nor had the people assembled in Jerusalem. The king and the whole congregation thought it proper to issue a decree and proclaim throughout all Israel from Beersheba to Dan that they come and keep the Pesach for God of Israel in Jerusalem. Not often did they act in accord with what was written. The couriers went out with the letters from the king and his officers through all Israel and Judah by order of the king, proclaiming, O you Israelites, return to the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he will return to the remnant of you who escaped from the hand of the kings of Assyria. Do not be like your fathers and brothers who trespassed against the God of their fathers, and he turned them into a horror, as you see. Now do not be stiff-necked like your fathers. Submit yourselves to Hashem and come to His sanctuary, which He consecrated forever, and serve Hashem your God so that His anger may turn back from you. 
If you return to Hashem, your brothers and children will be regarded with compassion by their captors and will return to this land. For Hashem your God is gracious and merciful. He will not turn His face from you if you return to Him. As the couriers passed from town to town in the land of Ephraim and Manasseh till they reached Zebulun, they were laughed at and mocked. Some of the people of Asher and Manasseh and Zebulun, however, were contrite and came to Jerusalem. The hand of Hashem was on Yehudah too, making them of a single mind to carry out the command of the king and officers concerning the ordinance of Hashem. A great crowd assembled at Jerusalem to keep the festival of Passover in the second month, a very great congregation. They set to and removed the altars that were in Jerusalem, and they removed all the incense stands and threw them into the wadi Kidron. They slaughtered the Passover sacrifice on the fourteenth of the second month. The Kohanim and the Leviim were ashamed, and they sanctified themselves and brought burnt offerings to the house of Hashem. They took their stations, as was their rule according to the teaching of Moses, man of Hashem. The Kohanim dashed the blood which they received from the Leviim. Since many in the congregation had not sanctified themselves, the Leviim were in charge of slaughtering the Passover sacrifice for everyone who was not clean, so as to consecrate them to Hashem. For most of the people, many from Ephraim and Manasseh, Issachar and Zebulun, had not purified themselves, yet they ate the Passover sacrifice in violation of what was written. Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, Hashem will provide atonement for everyone who set his mind on worshiping Hashem, God of his fathers, even if he is not purified for the sanctuary. Hashem heard Hezekiah and healed the people. The Israelites who were in Jerusalem kept the festival of Passover seven days with great rejoicing. The Leviim and the Kohanim praising Hashem daily with powerful instruments for Hashem. Hezekiah persuaded all the Leviim who performed skillfully for Hashem to spend the seven days of the festival making offerings of well-being and confessing to God of their fathers. All the congregation resolved to keep seven more days, so they kept seven more days of rejoicing. King Hezekiah of Yehuda contributed to the congregation 1,000 bulls and 7,000 sheep, and the officers contributed to the congregation 1,000 bulls and 10,000 sheep, and the Kohanim sanctified themselves in large numbers. All the congregation of Yehuda and the Kohanim and the Leviim and all the congregation that came from Israel and the resident aliens who came from the land of Israel and who lived in Yehuda rejoiced. There was great rejoicing in Jerusalem, for since the time of King Solomon, son of David of Israel, nothing like it had happened in Jerusalem. The Levite Kohanim rose and blessed the people, and their voice was heard, and their prayer went up to his holy abode, to heaven. 
When all this was finished, all Israel who were present went out into the towns of Yehuda and smashed the pillars, cut down the sacred posts, demolished the shrines and altars throughout Yehuda and Benjamin and throughout Ephraim and Manasseh, to the very last one. Then all the Israelites returned to their towns, each to his possession. Hezekiah reconstituted the divisions of the Kohanim and the Leviim, each man of the Kohanim and Leviim, according to his office, for the burnt offerings, the offerings of well-being, to minister, and to sing hymns and praises in the gates of the courts of Hashem. Also, the king's portion from his property for the burnt offerings, the morning and evening burnt offering, and the burnt offerings for Shabbat, the new moons, festivals, as prescribed by the teaching of Hashem. He ordered the people, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, to deliver the portions of the Kohanim and the Leviim so that they might devote themselves to the teaching of Hashem. When the word spread, the Israelites brought large quantities of grain, wine, oil, honey, and all kinds of agricultural produce, and tithes of all, in large amounts. The men of Israel and Yehuda, living in the towns of Yehuda, they too brought tithes of cattle and sheep and tithes of sacred things consecrated to Hashem their God, piling them in heaps. In the third month, the heaps began to accumulate, and they were finished in the seventh month. When Hezekiah and the officers came and saw the heaps, they blessed Hashem and his people Israel. Hezekiah asked the Kohanim and the Leviim about the heaps. The chief Kohen, Azariah of the house of Zadok, replied to him, saying, Ever since the gifts began to be brought to the house of Hashem, people have been eating to satiety and leaving over in great amounts, for Hashem has blessed his people. This huge amount is left over. Hezekiah then gave orders to prepare store chambers in the house of Hashem, and they were prepared. They brought in the gifts and the tithes and the sacred things faithfully. Their supervisor was Konaniah the Levi, and Shimei his brother was second in rank. Jekiel and Azaziah and Nahath and Asael and Jeremoth and Josavad and Eliel and Ishamachiah and Mahath and Benaiah were commissioners under Conaniah and Shimei his brother by appointment of King Hezekiah. Azariah was supervisor of the house of Hashem. Kor, son of Imna the Levi, the keeper of the east gate, was in charge of the freewill offerings to Hashem, of the allocation of gifts to Hashem and the most sacred things. Under him were Eden, Miniman, Yeshua, Shemaiah, Amariah, Shekaniah, in offices of trust in the priestly towns, making allocation to their brothers by divisions to great and small alike. Besides allocating their daily rations to those males registered by families from three years old and up, all who entered the house of Hashem according to their service and their shift by division, and in charge of the registry of Kohanim by clans and of the Leviim from twenty years old and up by shifts, 
in their divisions, and the registry of the dependents of their whole company, wives, sons, and daughters, for relying upon them, they sanctified themselves in holiness. And for the Aaronite Kohanim, in each and every one of their towns with adjoining fields, the above-named men were to allocate portions to every male of the Kohanim and to every registered Levi. Hezekiah did this throughout Yehudah. He acted in a way that was good, upright, and faithful before Hashem, his God. Every work he undertook in the service of the house of Hashem, or in the teaching and the commandment to worship his God, he did with all his heart, and he prospered. Romans 15 1 to 22. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good, to edification. For even Yeshua pleased not himself, but, as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached you fell on me. For whatsoever things were written before time were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another, according to Yeshua, that you might with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach. Therefore receive one another, as Yeshua also received us, to the glory of God. Now I say that Yeshua was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God, to confirm the promises made to the fathers, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, For this cause I will confess to you among the Gentiles, and sing to your name. And again he said, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and laud him, all you people. And again, Isaiah says, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles trust. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. And I myself also am persuaded of you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. Nevertheless, brethren, I have written the more boldly unto you in some sort, as putting you in mind because of the grace that is given to me of God, that I should be the minister of Yeshua HaMashiach to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. I have therefore, whereof I may glory through Yeshua in those things which pertain to God. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Yeshua has not wrought by me, to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, 
so that from Jerusalem and round about unto Illyricum I have fully preached the gospel of Yeshua. Yes, so have I strived to preach the gospel, not where Yeshua was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. But, as it is written, to whom he was not spoken of, they shall see, and they that have not heard shall understand. For which cause also I have been much hindered from coming to you. Unto you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on you be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. Remember not the sins of my youth, for my nor my transgressions according to your mercy. Remember me for your goodness' sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. What man is he that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Proverbs 20, 13-15 Love not sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes, and you shall be satisfied with bread. It is not, it is not, says the buyer, but when he has gone his way, then he boasts. There is gold and a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. I want to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Deuteronomy 11 and 12, and then we're going to jump into Second Chronicles chapter 30. And in Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 5, um, well, I'll start with verse 4. It is written, Do not worship Hashem your God in like manner, but look only to the site that Hashem your God will choose amidst all your tribes as his habitation to establish his name there. There you are to go. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The Hebrew word for to establish his name is eshichno. The root of this word shaken means to dwell and is also the root of the word shekinah, used to refer to Hashem's presence. The use of this word to refer to his presence alludes to our close personal relationship with the Almighty 
as the name indicates that he dwells among us. Additionally, this verse reminds us that the place on earth where Hashem's presence is perceived more than any other is the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, the place where he chose to establish his name. Continuing on, I want to read verse 10, chapter 12, verse 10, where it is written, When you cross the Jordan and settle in the land that Hashem your God is allotting to you, and He grants you safety from all your enemies around you, and you live in security, then you must bring everything that I command you to the site where Hashem your God will choose to establish His name. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows, Moses promises the children of Israel peace and security in the land of Israel. Indeed, after conquering and dividing the land under the leadership of Joshua, the children of Israel did dwell peacefully in the land. As the verse says, Hashem had given Israel rest from all the enemies around them. However, this peace was short-lived. It did not take long after the death of Joshua for enemy nations to begin harassing them in their land. Throughout history, there have been periods of relative quiet in the land, but none have lasted very long. We pray for the complete fulfillment of this verse, when we will be blessed with everlasting safety and security in Eretz, Israel. Now let's jump into Second Chronicles. Chapter 30. And I want to begin with verse 6, where it is written, The couriers went out with the letters from the king and his officers through all Israel and Yehuda by order of the king, proclaiming, O you Israelites, return to the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and he will return the remnant of you who escaped from the hand of the kings of Assyria. So this is an outreach to the northern kingdom. The northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north, um, after the kingdom split, they were taken into captivity to Assyria. And the southern kingdom they were taken into captivity, went into exile to Babylon. So Hezekiah is now inviting the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north, to return to the God of Israel and to return um, to his Torah, to, to come to this great Passover celebration. And we know this because it says, The remnant of you who escaped from the hand of the kings of Assyria. So the Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Hezekiah invokes the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the forefathers to whom the land of Israel was first promised. He sends his messengers throughout the land to tell those who had inherited the land from their forefathers that if they renew their covenant with Hashem and rededicate themselves to his service, they can escape foreign domination. He calls on them to bring the Passover sacrifice which they brought in Egypt, indelibly identifying them as Hashem's people and symbolizing their freedom. 
The way to achieve freedom in the land is to renew their loyalty to their Father in heaven. Continuing on in Second Chronicles chapter 31. I'll start with verse 4 and then we'll look at verse 5. He ordered the people, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, to deliver the portions of the Kohanim and the Leviim so that they might devote themselves to the teaching of Hashem. When the word spread, the Israelites brought large quantities of grain, wine, oil, honey, and all kinds of agricultural produce, and tithes of all in large amounts. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The gifts and tithes brought to the Beit HaMikdash, the temple, and presented to the Kohenim and the Leviim are examples of biblical commandments that apply only in the land of Israel. A portion of the crops grown in the land is dedicated to the Creator before we eat from them ourselves, to remind us that no matter how hard we work the land and despite the tremendous human effort required to produce it, our crops are really a gift from Hashem. Additionally, gifts are given to the religious leaders of Israel to provide physical sustenance in exchange for the spiritual nourishment they offer the people. Since they have no portion of land of their own, the Kohenim and the Leviim are dependent on the rest of the nation for their physical nourishment. In return, their contribution elevates everyone else's existence in the land. Such is life in Eretz Israel. The physical and spiritual are continuously intertwined. And the final two verses I want to look at in Second Chronicles chapter 31 are verses 20 and 21. Hezekiah did this throughout Yehuda. He acted in a way that was good, upright, and faithful before Hashem, his God. Every work he undertook in the service of the house of Hashem, or in the teaching and the commandment to worship his God, he did with all his heart, and he prospered. Heavenly Father, I pray that we will be as Hezekiah was, that we will act in a way that is good and upright and faithful before you. I pray, Father, that we will undertake to serve in your house, in your fellowship, and that we will walk in your ways, in your commands, in your teaching, and that we will worship you with all of our heart, and that you will cause your people to prosper. I ask this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Adonai
The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you 